Okay, down here in Chula Vista today. Um, actually out here in the uh, apartments where the uh, Dutch national team are residing for uh, the month of December. I'm here with uh, Jelly van Gorkum, your Olympic silver medalist. Jelly, how you doing? Hey, Dale, how you doing? Thanks, I'm good. Um, glad to be on the show, and uh, I'm a big fan of the show, as you know, so um, let's get it on. Awesome, yeah, no, we've already had a little chat before, and, you know, Jelly is um, somebody I, I remember coming through the ranks when I was still racing a little bit in Europe. He was the guy on Kruppi that was just smashing it in the Europeans, World Championships, and um, how many actually... Uh, Give us your stats, Jelly. So national, national, how many national titles? And Cruiser does count, so you can say Cruiser as well. Including Elite and Junior, I would say around nine. Um, nine national titles, then 14 to 15 European titles. That's got to be probably, that's got to be probably, the, that's, for the stats people, we need to find out, has anybody got more than that? Because maybe not. That could be know. the, you could have the all-time record there. Could be, I don't know. Uh, let's check it up. Um, and then Worlds. World Series. How many? Five. Five. Five world titles. Tell us about some of your world titles, because uh, I remember you Den- you raced Denzel, right? Yeah. Did you battle yeah. with, because he beat, that's the time I really like, wow, you, that's the first time you got beat, when he that's beat you in f- Canada, that's right? That's the first time I got beaten, yeah. Um, that was 07. Okay, so and tell us about some of those earlier ones that you won. Uh, the first one, which was obviously the mo- most special for me, uh, 2004, uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Home ground, um, one of my best friends lost his dad uh, the year before, um, so um, next to uh, winning a world champs, it was also an emotional one. He was there, um, you know, he, I grew up racing with him, uh, he was one of my best buddies, and uh, right before Maine, I said to him, okay, you know what, doesn't matter what result I get, if I win it, this one is for your dad, so um, that's the one that stayed the most with me all the time, and um so yeah, that was the first one, and the year after I won two uh, in uh, Bercy, France. Oh, you doubled! Oh, that's I a doubled good one. there. I wow. think I doubled in every championship. So I, I won national champs in cruiser and twenty inch, European cruiser and twenty inch, and then the worlds in cruiser and twenty. That's another record. You know, I talked to Eric Carter, um, did a podcast, and he was one of the few guys that I think won absolutely everything. You know, have everything available to to win at the time, and I'm I'm sure again, there's not many people that have. Then that maybe Dylan Clayton. I know he did that. <laughs> yeah, because we've talking UK and Europeans. So who's whom the guys that you battled with at Worlds? Um, well, in challenge class, it was always uh, the French guys. Um, Joris Daudet, who's still in there. Oh, you raced Joris. Um, Sam, who's still racing. Anthony Dean, still racing. Um, so yeah, I'm from that age group. A um, couple of US guys. Um, Jake Trevino, but he's not racing anymore. Um yeah, well, we we had a good group of riders, and I think uh, the only guys that are left are the guys that are uh, still competing at the World Cups these days. And uh, well, you guys are charge. so good, then, really. You guys push yourself right from a young age, and yeah, you guys are all battling for the for the big stuff now. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, you did win in. So after Bercy, what was after Bercy? Uh, Brazil. That was Brazil. So I won there, uh, only twenty inch. And then the year after was the battle with uh, with Denzel. So how was it to lose? The, I mean, that was probably say the first time to actually lose a world title and come second. Yeah. Um, how did that feel? Yeah, I won. I won three in a row. Yeah. Um, and I kind of knew uh, Denzel was doing good in in that year here in the US. Yeah. Um, he was he was getting good results, um, and I think he was even racing a pro back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was he was doing good, and I knew he was the guy to beat. Um, 
I went in there fully 100% and he was just better than I was at that time and mm-hmm. um, you know the guy was so strong uh, his oh, first yeah. day was so good unbelievable um, but yeah I mean it, of course it was painful to lose to lose my title there but on the other hand um, if the guy is just a bit better than you are then at the end if you take two steps back it's uh, you know you can understand why and um, I was hungry to beat him that's for sure um, but yeah uh, that was the f- the first world title I lost. And then you went into junior, then like yeah. say was, and then you probably joined up with Connor. Yeah. Uh, Tori Nyhog. Well, the first year was with um, um, uh, who won that year? Sam. Sam won it, yeah, because right. that was two thousand eight. Uh, Sam, and then I think the, the age age group above us wasn't really that strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a couple of good guys, but wasn't really that strong. But Sam won it that year. Um, and I was pulling from uh, lane one, and he was in lane two in quarterfinals. Then I ran over the turn by myself because I was too excited. I pulled Sam, <laughs> um, and then I, I ran over the turn. And then I think I skipped the the pro side, so I went straight into the amateur side. And then I came back to fourth place on the line, but then I got a DQ for uh, not going on over the pro side. Who is the official? Is he still around? <laughs> I don't know. Probably Australian dude. All right. <laughs> if you're listening, we're not happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. So yeah, I kind of screwed that one, and then the year after, um, Sam was just unbeatable in in, in Adelaide. Um, How'd you do there? Yeah, Adelaide. I think I went out in in, in semis, uh, came on clip second straight, and then uh, I couldn't really uh, hold it together until the line. I was in fourth place, but then I got passed on the line. Um, But yeah, that was that was a good year. I think I think the year before, so 2008, that was a chance for me to uh, have a shot at a medal at the junior classes at the world, but. um, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, uh, at the end, looking back at it, Sam was just, you know, destroying junior back then. And I remember Anthony Dean was in that junior main in uh, That's not the first time I knew Anthony Dean was yeah. in uh, that Australian Adelaide main. So, like I say, you guys battled from a young age, and I guess that's why you guys are all kind of out front now in the uh, elite category. Before we move into elite, let's talk about early days, you know, racing in Holland. You just told me, um, I know like Krupi, he was on Krupi with Liam Phillips, and that's when Krupi Europe was uh, Jan Schippers. Yeah. Listen to the podcast, so Jan's going to like that one. Yeah. Um, you guys had a pretty good team in Europe, and uh, I didn't know until you just told me, but you rode for Quality Gardens as well, yeah. one of my favorite Dutch teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, well, I, I think that's my first official, uh, like we call it in Europe, factory team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was my first uh, official factory team. Then I went on to, uh, to Mabo where I'm still on right now um, for a couple of years. And then uh, indeed I went to Krupi uh, first years with uh, Pete and then Jan took it over. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great time there. And then eventually uh, uh, boss came with the national team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I really enjoyed back in the day and I enjoyed quality guards as much as, as much as I did Krupi and as much as I did Mabo and as much as I do the national team right now. And you um, as teammates of Roy van der Berg. For sure, yeah. yeah. My favorite quality garden driver. <laughs> <laughs> hope he's listening. Oh, I hope so. Um, you know, I always used to see, because you and Martin Scherpen were like little buddies, you were both on Krupi, always hanging out. Um, yeah, it's a shame it didn't really work out for him, did it? He was a great, like you, like you guys both. Big big winners, you know, and those yeah. amateur you know teams back there when you yeah. drove for Krupi. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, when we, we 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 yeah we got teammates when I came on Krupi, he was already on there. Um, yeah, so we went teammates for a couple years, and then he went to the national team. Um, and then once I got on the national team, we were still on it, so we were teammates again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always had fun with him, could share rooms with him, and. 
Um, you know, too bad he didn't make out, but he had, you know, he had some bad timing with injuries and stuff, and, you know, we all know how it works. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was a good rider, and I think he uh, also won a lot of world titles. Yeah, no, I totally remember Martin. He was a great rider. Yeah. Um, how did you even find BMX? You know, BMX has always been good in Holland. Um, how did you discover it and, uh, yeah, get into it? Talk about them early days. Well, that's, that's a funny story because I grew up in a neighborhood um, where basically everybody was riding a bike. Um, and uh, two doors down from where I grew up, and my parents still live there. Um, and you know the guy, Joost Wichman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he was, you know, he was racing uh, BMX back then, and uh, world champion. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, world champion four cross as well. Oh no, no, no! I'm thinking of uh, Dennis Wissel. Dennis Wissel, yeah, 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 he was yeah. also there. Yeah. Okay, right. right. Well, Dennis yeah. didn't really live in but the I same. But I know Joost as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dennis didn't live in the same place, but he he rode at the same uh, same BMX club. Um, so yeah. I, these guys got me into BMX, and um, yeah, I, I just started out uh, on the street, you know, mm-hmm. riding my bike, uh, making my own jumps and stuff like that, and then went to a local club when I was like um, almost four years old, and um, you know, never left the place. Loved yeah. it, totally loved it. Oh, that's awesome. Now, always good times in... I, I actually, before we recorded this, you said you was a little bit too young to race in Slagaren, but I was the Dutkin... Um, European round was always one of my favorites, uh-huh. you know, just the, the, the Saturday night, they was all at the, the big kind of pro race, and yeah, me and Beaver was actually talking about that last week, uh, which is cool. Um, who are some of the guys you, you battled with back then? Anybody we might know, or just guys are all probably gone now? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, guys that are still racing? I don't know. Um, there's a guy who's in freestyle BMX right now, uh, Desmond Tessemacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing all the crazy tricks and stuff, and he's doing. He's going international as well. He's doing good, um, but not a lot of guys from from back then that are still racing. Uh, old guys uh, that I grew up racing with, definitely Dennis Wissing, like you remember, Joost Wichman. Uh, you know these guys. They taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thanks to these guys, I I still race BMX, and um, uh, we actually had a really good group of riders back then at the local club. Um, uh, also girls. I mean, Anna Cabeta was there. And we were all from the same neighborhood, um, and then eventually we, you know, we ended up going to what's the track in Doetinchem. Mm-hmm. And I remember in a nineteen ninety seven or something, the track became a completely full asphalt track. Yeah, yeah, that's where the year is where um, I went to. Yeah, so that was that was really good. You know, you, you can always ride there. Uh, it was sponsored by a tires next. Did they yeah. perfect the tire company next yeah. door? Financed it all. Freidestein, Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Next to the track, there was a big factory there. Yeah. Oh, good times. Good old days. All right, well, let's move a little bit. Uh, I guess, yeah, Elite then. Tell us about the first couple of years of Elite. and um, Big struggle. How did, how did your first year actually go then? Who was... um, first year Elite was 2010, so Worlds in uh, South Africa. Um, ended up going on in quarterfinals um, and um, didn't really feel comfortable on, on my bike until then because... You know, stepping it up from from junior to elite is a big step. You mm-hmm. know, not a lot got not a lot of guys go into elite and straight win races and stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, um, at the end of the year, I started to feel uh, a lot more comfortable on my bike, and uh, I remember the the world, last World Cup here in Chula. Uh, I made the main, and uh, it was it was a great, exciting main. Uh, I think eventually Nick Long won. Oh, okay, it was that one where he passed. Then, the lot of pass, passing was going yeah, on. Yeah, and then he was throwing up. Willis after. over the turn and yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Silver Andre and that. Yeah, and then he was throwing up after the finish line. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that famous picture still floating yeah. around of that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my first uh, first main uh, at a at a Supercross race. Uh, so yeah, 
good times. I mean, first year lead making a main is not not too bad. Yeah, no, definitely. How about leading into uh, first? Uh, you, you obviously are too young for Beijing then. Yeah. So London was the first push. London Tell us a little bit about that. One. Yeah, um, I was good. Um, you know, the, the year before uh, the qualification started, uh, 2011, had a good season. Uh, ended up fourth in the ranking or something. Uh, made a couple mains um, and then. Uh, had a good winter over 2011, 2012. 2012 started, um, you know, preparations, everything was feeling good. And um, back then we had a system that in 2011 you were able to qualify for the Olympics for the National Olympic Committee. And then in 2012 you only had to show that you were still in a good shape. And um, yeah, so the, the only thing I had to do was making a quarterfinal at the at, at World Cup and I was good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember first World Cup was here in Chile again, um, you know, made the quarterfinal. So, uh, you know, once I was up at the gate, uh, I knew I was, you know, qualified for the Olympics. Um, and at that point I was the, f- the first Dutch guy that, that qualified. So that was, I was feeling good back then. And then, you know... Uh, you know, the gate dropped and uh, coming out of the first turn, uh, I don't remember much, but then I crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, ended up in hospital and I know you get, you, you you came and visited me. After yeah, I you lived like a month, right? Yeah, it was, it was a long time, uh, black period out of my uh, career so far, but... Um, yeah, so that was that was the, the lead up to towards London and then... Um, yeah, I was in I was in a seduced coma for a couple of days uh, on the AC on a ventilator for a week, and then uh, stayed in the hospital uh, for two weeks. My dad came in, um, and then uh, the first week, boss was still there by my side. But then, because the I think there was a week week in between, and then there was a World Cup in in Sandnes, Norway. So he had to to leave to uh, support the team, and then my dad came in. And then I had to stay for another uh, week and a half here in the US, and that's yeah. when when you paid me yeah. visit. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that was uh, a tough period. Yeah. How was the recovery from that then? To you actually got back on track and you know mentally and as well as the physically part well, of it, you know. Well, physically, physically, it was a long way to go because um, uh, you know uh, I ended up uh, in a seduced coma, like I said. I mean, mm-hmm. which is not you know if, if this happens, it doesn't uh, do good to your body. I can tell you that. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I knew I qualified myself for the Olympics, and uh, we had three spots. Um, and uh, only two guys uh, qualified, so my spot was secure. So I knew I was going, um, but you know, at that point, um, you know, I was not really feeling good on the bike. I wasn't strong uh, physically. I wasn't in the shape that I was before the crash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember talking to boss, uh, my coach, two weeks before the Olympics, like, hey, you know, I don't want to go there and fool myself. And you know, at the end, you know, the Olympics is one of the you know biggest stage out there to compete and. I don't want to fool myself in front of the world watching. Um, so uh, he's like, yeah, you know what? You can pull back, but if, if you pull back right now, then you're never going to uh, forget this and you're probably going to regret that you pulled back. And just go there and uh, try to do your best and you know um, get all the um, positives out of it and take that towards uh, the next four years. And uh, ended up going there, you know, wasn't good enough. And I think I, uh, I don't know, after time trials, I was like uh, top 20, eight or something um, and then end, ended up going out in quarters after the first day uh, which was a big bummer and then especially the time after the Olympics was was hard because um, not physically because phys- physically I was you know still in rehab and still getting better every day but mentally I just couldn't you know couldn't get myself up after after I woke up in the morning and go to go to training or go to rehab or whatever it just took me a while and then uh, I remember um, 
I, I, I didn't touch my bike for like eight to 12 weeks, weeks or something. And then there was a, a national race at the end of the year in, uh, in Gampen on the old track. Um, you know, a week before I decided to go, grab my bag, race there, and then I finally, you know, had some joy on my bike again. Um, so then, um, you know, I, uh, I I came back. We started picking up the program again, and then we went here for a training camp, uh, December 2012. And then uh, I remember being in Laguna doing a sprint, sprint session there, and then uh, you know, didn't really feel it, and the body was still, uh, you know giving me a lot of pain and a lot of trouble and, and it wasn't functioning the way I wanted it to be. And then uh, I remember talking to boss like, hey, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna quit BMX. This is not uh, going to work for me anymore. I mean, the body is not cooperating with the mind and it doesn't do what I want to do. And then um, he's like, okay, you know what, you just got to take two steps back and look at the, the place where you are, look at the the... the, the facilities you have to work with and look at the group you're working with and then I started to realize okay you know what I I had this opportunity to become a pro and to become um, uh, to become a pro and to do this in a professional way and then there aren't really many guys back home in Holland that have this opportunity so I you know I, I would be an asshole to just throw away this opportunity and you know not to to give it another shot and it opened my eyes again and I started working hard and then uh, I remember um I think about five to six months after this time, I won uh, a World Cup back in, in Papadon. On, on, oh, on I remember Israel, that. Yeah, yeah. 2013. So, um, was yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was a tough period, but, you know, it, you know everything, uh, everything paid off. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. remember that. And uh, that must have really boosted your, your confidence after that, leading into uh, the, the build-up into uh, Rio. So, yeah, sure, let's yeah. chat about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, 2013, uh, it was all good. Uh, won a World Cup there. Um, ended up uh, becoming second overall uh, behind corner um, and sharing a podium with Liam, uh, who just uh, recently uh, retired. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, 2013 was good. 14 was a little bit off. Um, and then, you know, I'm. At that point, I realized I've you know I've been in the elite classes for a couple of years, but never really made it onto the box at the World Championships. Um, so yeah, I was like, yeah, you know this. I mean, of course, Rio is a goal, but you know, be you know, be on the, on a podium at the World Championship is also a goal, and you know, obviously, you want to win it, but you know, you cannot win everything these days. So um, that became a goal, and then um, um, we knew we had the worlds in in, in Belgium. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is like Holland, really. Which is kind of like Holland, yeah. Now, How far from your house? Two hours max? Uh, one and a half, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we went there a couple a couple times a week before uh, before Worlds to uh, to get some preps in. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, got on the podium there. Um, ended up second, which is good. Um, like five Dutch in that main, right? Yeah, and then Nick won it. How was it to to I know we all know how great Nick is, but he was so young then. Was that yeah. was that hard for the ego, or you were still just stoked with the well, second? I mean, I was I was stoked I was stoked with being in the main because that was my first uh, world championship in main. I mean, I've been on, on on world cup podiums, I've been in world cup mains, but I never had a chance to be in a world's main, mm -hmm. uh, which was you know frustrating. So I was glad to be in the main. Mm -hmm. And then you know with the circumstances we had back then, you know everything could happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know ended up uh, second, which is good because I mean. The last guy that was on a podium, uh, a Dutch guy that was on a podium uh, at a Worlds was was Afro. Oh my God! Back in uh, was it two thousand three? Like, 
think Australia. Third, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He had a couple of thirds. He should have got third in 04, but he crashed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a couple of podiums after yeah. he won. So, so, wow, that's I mean, a long, yeah, long gap for the Dutch. Yeah, so that was a long gap. So, I mean, I was glad to be on a podium. And then to realize there was another Dutch guy that won it was, he, of course, a little bit. I was bummed, but I was also <laughs> happy for me because, I mean, I, I saw him going up the charts and coming from junior, stepping it up to elite, doing good, winning World Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, the guy's just, I mean, so talented. And, uh, you know, we could see in, in, in the build-up towards the world that he was in a good shape. And, you know, at the end, he was the fastest guy out there uh, that day. And, you know, I was just happy becoming second. Yeah, no, so yeah. podium at Worlds is still always great, isn't it? Yeah. No matter what, still, yeah. a, still a good day. Okay, so uh, second at the Worlds, and then that moved into uh, the real Olympic build-up then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so uh, Worlds was done. Uh, we did a couple World Cups, and then uh, the plan was to uh, go from Argentina towards uh, Rock Hill World Cup and then straight towards the Rio Test event. Okay, yeah, that one. Um, the big then, mess, we really wanted all that. Yeah, and then uh, I remember, because f- we, we, we talked about it with the teams, like, hey, what are we going to do? Are we going to travel from Argentina towards home and then back to the U.S. and then to towards uh, Rio or are we going to stay in, in the US somewhere so we decided to stay in, in Rock Hill and train there a little bit and then a week before or a little bit two weeks before uh, the Rock Hill World Cup I crashed uh, broke two collarbones and uh, ruptured my spleen um, so that was 2015 so yeah 11 months before the games I was like oh no this is not going to happen again you know I had this in, in 2012 and 2011 it's not going to happen again right um, but yeah, I mean, this was 11 months, so enough time to, to recover and to go into rehab and uh, make sure I was in a great shape on time. And then uh, I missed the, the Rio test event, which ended up completely... Uh, so advantage for you, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the track was completely not rideable. Uh, at least that's what I understood because I didn't see it back then. Right. Um, and then I remember uh, winter preps was going good, feeling good on the bike again. And then we had another chance to ride the Rio track in, uh, somewhere in the beginning of the year. And then uh, from there, we went towards the World Cup in Argentina. So we did that. And then um, we had a World Cup in Manchester, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, no offense, it's, it's your home country. but I Oh, no, no, I agree that, with you. It's a joke. Uh, yeah, that, that race is too just, tight for you guys. It's just, it's just a joke. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's good for training. And I like to go there in winter. I think you even, I, I don't know how I remember this, but you actually said something after the race, right? Yeah. Didn't you like write something about it? Yeah, I said something yeah. about uh, it's like... Uh, Formula One guys that you know put him on uh, put him on a, a go kart track. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, it's 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 just a big joke. But I mean, I ended up crashing there, and then uh, I broke my collarbone again. Yeah. Uh, bruised a couple uh, ribs and uh, bruised my lung, and I was like, oh no. And this was four months before the games. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could skip that season until uh, until the Olympics. I I, I went to the Worlds. Uh, I think I went out in first round. Uh, but it was enough to qualify because I was basically I was already qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, uh, then the big Olympic leading up uh, lead up came, and um, you know, still wasn't really. I mean, I was in a good shape and I was setting records and PBs in the gym and sprint times and everything. But I wasn't really feeling comfortable on the bike um, compared to the other guys uh, that were on the Olympic team back then. Uh, so I didn't really. I'm a guy that needs. Um, uh, how do you say this? I need uh, I need to see my progression, you know. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, and uh, I saw the progression, but it real didn't really satisfy me. So 
um, you know, I wasn't really too uh, comfortable on my bike yet, um, you know, and then uh, the Olympics started and, you know, I sat down with Boss and, you know, we talked about four years before and everything that happened back then. And mm -hmm. um, I was 25 at the Olympics, um, you know, and I knew having another shot at another Olympics four years later is going to be, uh, I mean, it's still... I'm, I'm still able to do that, but it's going to be a hard time. And I'm here right now, so I better make it count. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I messed up my, my time trial, which is not really uh, important anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I, I messed that one up. And then uh, I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, tomorrow is a completely different day. It's racing. It's, it's totally different than, than time trials. I'm, I'm done with time trials anyway. Um, but uh, that's a different subject. But um Yeah, I mean, uh, going into the Olympics, uh, you know, first day, feeling good, won my first two rounds, and that's that's when I finally got the the the, the satisfaction and and the proof and evidence that I was in a good shape and that I and I'm I'm a race guy, you know, I can I can set PPs in the gym or uh, sprint times, but you know, at the end, um, and 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 boss always, my coach always says this, you know, Jelly always gives 90, it looks like he always gives 95% in practice, but then. When it comes up to racing time, you can always add another six percent. Yeah, you're a racer. Yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely a racer. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then I was feeling good from the second day on, and you know, everything just blew by. I mean, I, I rode every lap, of course, because otherwise I couldn't be in the main. But everything mm. just went into slow motion for me, and I was feeling good, uh, not crashing. Uh, you know, I was I was riding. Um, You know, as as good as I uh, as good as I was, and um, yeah, it ended up uh, you know being well, in that main. Well, before before we talk about the main, tell us a little bit how you felt behind the gate, and what was your you know your maybe a conversation with Bass or anybody? Well, I mean, how did you feel like going I, up to the gate? What was after, the goal after after I won the first two rounds on the second day? Because the first day was time trial. On the second day, I basically knew I was already in the semi. Um, and then, you know, the way I looked at it and the way I uh, approached it was uh, we have to do two races this these three days. One race is to get into the main mm -hmm. and the other race is the main. Yeah. Um, so that was the approach and that was the goal. I mean, to get into that main and then everything can happen. And that's what I think the main showed. Everything can happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Australian guys, Sam and Anthony, they both were killing it the first two days, mm -hmm. like completely dominating. And then, you know, they ended up with no medals mm -hmm. um, um so the approach was to you know get into that main and then we'll see what happened and um you know i was feeling so good and i was feeling so strong going into that main um had the best gate i've ever had but you know i'm not the best starter out there you know mm -hmm. um so i knew this and i knew i need to find my lines on the track and um you know that's what i did some guys bumped into each other on the second turn uh, lost a little bit of speed there that's when where i Took my advantage, and then um, going into the, the third straight, I knew I was in I was in a third place. I kind of moved over a little bit towards Sam because he was on my my left hand side, and um, uh, you know I knew I, I I cut him off just enough so he couldn't pass me in the turn. Mm -hmm. And then I was on the inside of that last turn, and I wasn't really planning on setting up Nick because I knew that that turn was really tight. Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you just have to go with the flow and, you know, and, and I knew if something would happen, I could always lean towards him to, mm -hmm. you know, stay on the track. And luckily that wasn't necessary. And I just, you know, could my, uh, could my wheels rubber side down and um, made it into the, 
into the, the podium place and into second place. So, yeah, that was good. Because that's what I always thought. I thought you could have probably sat on that third place and still been pretty happy. But yeah, you're like, I mean, no, I, you know I, what? I'm going for second as well. I, I was. Yeah. I was. Right. I, I remember... And this obviously this goes really fast. I mean, yeah. I remember. Okay, you know what? You're in, second, in third place, which is a bronze medal, which is you yeah, know, which great. is fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The goal was to be in in the main, and everything else is just a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I realized I was in third place, and it was just I was going with the flow, and I was on the inside, and I wasn't really planning on on that move, and never really uh, wrote that line in practice or whatever. So I didn't mm-hmm. know what was coming. I was just going with the flow and, you know. Do you think all those, because you're a, like I said before, you're a racer. Like some of today's, especially the newest school kids, they're, they're only the kind of, they don't race much, they don't race much, they didn't race much, and they don't race much now. And they're a lot more training where you still got a, a lot of the, you know, I can see where Bass probably puts that into you guys. But you have a lot of racing under your legs over the years and a lot of winning. Yeah. Do you think all that kind of helped in those circumstances? Uh, just how to be in the pack how to ride yeah, you especially know? In, in, with, with the circumstances mm-hmm. and the pressure that is mm-hmm. uh, um, you have to deal with at the Olympics for sure yeah that helped me um, but also the experience of, of, of an Olympic uh, um, doing one before yeah doing an Olympic year before I mean if I if I probably wasn't going towards the London Olympics, uh, I would I wouldn't be in a good shape and I wouldn't be mentally as prepared as I was for this Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I'm not saying that it's not possible to go to your first Olympics and, and medal there, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I was lucky that I had the experience of London and I could take that with me and bring it with me towards towards Rio. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No. How was the uh, so when you second place? You know, I was watching the videos and I think your dad posted a cool video right after you won. It was all your local town was was uh, watching it and cheering. Yeah, that was it, crazy. it showed you that video with somebody watching all you guys or, or all your town yeah. watching it live and just everybody cheering and going crazy. Yeah. I remember they did. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So how was it going home and being on TV and you got quite a bit of uh, yeah, press was, of that yeah, outside was, BMX, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're just one of those sports that, you know, we're only important in the Olympic year or we're only on TV big time in uh, in the Olympic year. And then... If, if somebody does good it goes on for a couple of weeks and then it dies again mm-hmm. uh, but it was I mean it was fun yeah I, um, I came back home um, at a break ce- celebration with the with the king and, and the queen oh you did we, we did all <laughs> oh that. I've never seen that pictures now yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so that yeah. was that was good that was that was special what did king uh, say anything cool uh, yeah, he said that he wanted to go there, but he yeah. has... He He's has, busy. <laughs> yeah, 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 his wife and he has three kids, which, which are all girls, and uh, right. they're all playing hockey, and hockey was at the, the hockey women final was at the same day. Right. So they wanted to all go there, and he wanted to go to BMX, but you know, he couldn't. Yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, but um, he missed it, but he uh, he saw the videos, of course, and uh, yeah, it was good. Um, that was a special day for sure, um, and then after that, we all had a lot of... Uh, Parties back home, uh, like you said, in my hometown. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, my friends uh, arranged something at a local bar where they watched it, and uh, it was free entrance. And uh, I think my dad ended up being uh, a beer for everybody that was in there uh, <laughs> <That's> when, <cool. laughs> when I when I got that silver medal. But um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, we did a couple of TV shows, a couple of radio interviews back then, and uh, it was good. But in, I mean, you know, at the end, uh, it's still a silver medal; it's not a gold medal. Right. And uh, would that have changed anything? Do you think? I don't. I maybe, uh, maybe. But I think because uh, if you look back in in the Olympic history of the Netherlands, we have a lot of guys and girls that you know became Olympic champion and mm-hmm. came back with a lot of uh, Olympic gold medals. Um, and and people are proud of the the athletes that go to to an Olympic uh, games, but. 
uh, I think they're more proud of Olympic gold than Olympic silver. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, it's, it was it was special. It was it was good the the weeks after, um, but you know, nothing really much changed after that. To be honest, do people recognize you in the street and stuff though when you're at home? Uh, back then, uh, so the first couple of weeks after this, yes. Uh, these days, I mean, I can go to Amsterdam and you know. Nobody would recognize me. Nobody will give you a free, uh, you know, they 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 no frickandel free lunch or anything. Oh, I wish. Right. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, obviously, football or soccer, because we are in America today. Um, outside that, what are the biggest sports? And speed skating's big there, right? Speed skating is big. Right. Um, tennis is fairly big. Um, and then uh, handball these days is big. Volleyball, mm-hmm. all the team sports. Right. Um, not, not, not much individual sport. I mean, we have like a, a good 100 and 200 meter sprint girl now. Oh, uh, yeah. Daphne she, Shippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good. She, yeah, she's yeah. good now. Yeah. So uh, that's big. But other than that, um, I don't know. No, not many uh, Dutch sports uh, are, in, are I mean, BMX is not one of them. That's for sure. Right. Well, Twan just took a picture of us. So let's... Uh, you, got a, you got a question for Jelly? Give us a question. Something that maybe not everybody knows about. You got to come closer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Question for Yelly. Yeah. What do you want on the eggs? <laughs> what are you guys making? Omelets? Dutch omelets? Just eggs. Alright. Eggs and bread. Oh, eggs bread always, bread. yeah. Do you, guys, every, every meal. do you guys still put, uh, they call them sprinkles here on your. Chocolate on your, sprinkles. Do you still put chocolate sprinkles <laughs> yeah, on your bread? Yeah, we didn't bring anything. Oh, right. you guys, yeah. And, I miss them. It's not on our diet anymore. That used to always be the thing going to Holland, we'd yeah. all laugh at, man. The chocolate sprinkles, the frikandels. Yeah. In Slagar, and you could buy. So, like a sausage, but it was in a machine. What was the sausages called there? Frikandel, yeah. Oh, okay, that is yeah. a frikandel. Yeah, I remember that we always used to laugh because you could yeah. literally buy them out of a machine. Yeah. All right, let's talk, because Twan's here, it's kind of reminded me. Let's talk a bit about the national team, and I spoke to Bass about it when we did a little chat at the Grands, and um, Afro Bob, I did a little thing with him as well. Yeah. Dutch have always been great from the, from the 80s to... 90s to you know everything that Afro Bob did and, and so many good Dutch riders. Um, why and I'll ask the same question why, why are the Dutch so good? And this is not just you know little kids, girls, always. I think just... I think it's because we we grow up riding bikes. I mean, I think a bike is number one transportation uh, in the Netherlands. I mm-hmm. mean, there are I think there are more bicycles than people back home, right? Um, so I mean, everybody knows how to ride a bike. Um, and the thing with, 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 with BMX is growing up um, is that we're going to a local club and this is what surprised me from the US. I mean, if I go to a local club here, um, you know, there's someone that runs the gate and everybody's, you know, free to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you gotta you have clinics and, and people organizing clinics and kids can go there and then they, uh, they, they have somebody to teach uh, stuff to these kids. But back home, local clubs have like trainers for a group and the group is not more than, than 20 to 25 riders. Mm-hmm. And uh, the trainer tells you what to do on what day. And uh, people go there like two, three times a week these days. Um, and I think that's the main difference um, compared to the other countries, yeah. Yeah, no, I say always so many, so many fast people from Holland. And yeah, it's always... You guys have always been right up there in BMX. Um, tell us a little bit about the national team. And I think, you know, again, I've spoke to Bass about this. You guys are the benchmark. You guys look the best. You're kind of a team. And it's kind <laughs> are of, we? Our, our junior model, we, we base a lot of our, a lot of our 
you know, when we started doing our team, we, we, we based, you know, a lot of our conversations were starting with how the Dutch, you know, let's try everybody branded the same and yeah. you guys travel together. It seems like you guys are always having fun. Um, yeah. yeah, tell us a bit about, I guess you're probably the, the longest guy in the team, right? Apart from Bass. Um, well, me and me and Tuan actually came uh, came to the team at the same time. And then I think Merley was already on there for one year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was at the end of 2009. Um, so that's, uh, it's a long time now. I don't even remember. Do the math. Eight years? Eight years, something like that. I don't know. I'm not very good at math. I think I think eight years. Um, so it's it's been a long time, but um, yeah, I mean it's it's a bless to be on on the team and um, uh, to be uh, with a group of athletes that really uh, uh, you know wants to work hard and uh, achieve a lot, and uh, I think that helps. And uh, that's also the philosophy of the team. I mean, the individual makes the team stronger, and the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's what we uh, are trying to achieve. And um, um, I think everybody's pushing hard, and I mean, you know how it works. I mean, if I have to do uh, a sprint session or a uh, endurance road ride or whatever, and for example, on a road ride, I mean, if you do a road ride and you only, the program says you're going to do it for uh, two and a half hours, you know, mm-hmm. and it rains a lot in Europe, as you know, especially in England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it rains That's why a lot. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So when we're on the bike, and I mean, you know. You you pass it two minutes line a uh, two two hours line it's like ah oh, it's fucking pouring it's raining yeah. so hard you're cold and you're close to home mm-hmm. what happens I mean do you turn around do you go back home or do you stick riding I mean mm-hmm. if you're with a group you know everybody sticks riding because yeah. nobody wants to uh, go home and be that guy that's you know leaving practice right right um, and and this is what 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 we are dealing with daily I mean we're training together everybody makes uh, everybody stronger. Um, and it's just um, I just feel feel blessed to be part of it and um, um, you know to be part of this team um, and as you said um, you know to be a role model to the rest of the the world teams mm-hmm. out there so yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah. um, you're obviously making a, a push for the for the next Olympics and you're yeah. still riding good and still staying you know staying shape and still have a great chance to go to the next one um, yeah. after that what's uh, what's a long term goal in uh, yeah after after racing I guess. Um, well, we just talked a little bit about before we did the show, but um, I mean, uh, one side of me wants to stay into BMX uh, and not specific on the highest level, but maybe on like a, a local club uh, level area to uh, to get some guys going there. Um, and then, other than that, um, you know, I my dad comes from a family that they always run. Uh, restaurants and stuff like that and my girlfriend is in her parents are into uh, the same business um, so maybe I end up going into that one but you know you never know what happens I also like to you know stick to the sport and uh, um, you know pass on uh, my knowledge and my uh, uh, how do you say this my uh, come on experiences. my experiences yeah. yes thank you um, so yeah I mean I would like to share this with with, with young guys, and um, as we talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show, I mean, uh, I was one of the guys growing up and, and winning a lot of races, but you know, you also have guys that are growing up and aren't that number one guy in their age group. Um, but uh, these guys, uh, from day one, they um, you know they learned how to work hard to. Uh, you know get to the same level mm-hmm. um, and I think there's also a challenge uh, or, or I think I see the challenge for these guys I mean a lot of these guys maybe don't get to uh, the highest level uh, as fast as the number one guys in their age group do but at the end if you look at the guys that are out there right now 
um, um, for example, uh, uh, Sam Willoughby. I mean, he was in my age group and he was always doing good and always, you know, making World Cup uh, mains uh, or uh, World Championship mains, but never was the, the fastest guy out there when we were uh, kids. Mm -hmm. um, and then suddenly he turned juniors and he wins everything. Yeah, yeah. And why is this? In my opinion, I mean, he has the mindset to, you know, keep working hard and there's always a couple guys that are a little bit faster than him, so he needs to put in more work to mm -hmm. become faster. And I see a challenge with with these guys in the future hopefully. Um, you know, young guys that are growing up aren't really the fastest guys out there, but have the work ethic and really want to push hard to uh, develop themselves. So, um hopefully I can play a big role into that and uh, help these guys, but um you never know what the future brings, right? Maybe I end up uh, becoming a team manager, manager like you, uh, yeah. you are, and um, you know, staying involved in some way. I'm sure, yeah. Sure, yeah, and I also, I also like the business side, but uh, yeah, not much business in BMX not racing. Not, not, <laughs> not big business anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Lots of business, but not big. But you know what? It'll come back hopefully, hopefully. and uh, the big positions for you guys. Obviously, it'd be great to still have all, all the, you guys when you retire to have something to get into and still be involved. It's still fun, and yeah. you guys will get to experience uh, BMX. You yeah. know, with actually getting on the gate, which is still pretty cool. You know, so um, last question: uh, Who's the next? Next, I guess two questions. Who was your kind of Dutch hero growing up? Was it Afro Bob? Uh, well, of course, Afro. Yeah. Um, I, I had a few. Uh, like I said, I grew up with uh, uh, with Joost Rugman and Dennis right. Wissing. Yes, yes. Uh, I also liked watching uh, Doris Brink when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I always thought he was. He had so much talent. And he's he still is, good on a bike. He is still. I good, watch his yeah. videos. He's yeah. still good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's getting older, but he's still good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these guys, and then of course Afro. I mean, uh, you know, he was the first guy to uh, to become a professional. Uh, uh, BMX race here in the US for, for a Dutch guy. Um, so, yeah. Was Rob, and again, you're probably too young, Rob Bolton? Was he? I remember Yeah, him yeah, because that's who I battled with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Rob, and I also remember his brother, Dick. Oh, his dad. His dad. <laughs> his, dad. His, dad. his dad. His dad, yeah, Dick? yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dick, yeah. Because yeah. he ran due to contract, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, he was always uh, running the gate there when I was racing, uh, training there. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, of course, these guys, and, you know, we had, we had a lot of good guys from back in the day there, that I looked up to, but especially the guys that I just named. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think Afro was eventually, uh, a little bit later throughout my career, was the guy that I looked up to. Cause he Probably moved, all you guys, right? It was kind yeah, of the benchmark. He, he was the guy that moved up to the US and mm -hmm. become pro. And, uh, you know, it was always fun when he came back to Europe and did a couple of races. And yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, cool. All right. What about, uh, last question then. So, talked about kind of past and present what about uh, or I guess what, who, who's the next Dutch guy we don't know about that it's the next big thing I've seen a couple of guys in junior at the Worlds last year that look pretty good yeah. anybody yeah. we need to uh, watch out for I, I would say uh, I would say indeed the junior guy uh, Kevin van der Grunendel right and I he raced is, his dad is, I raced his dad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no his, his dad's Arion yeah, and his, and whose brother did GPR? Yeah, so I raced Arion. So yeah, yeah I did race his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jorg's yeah. friend. I talked to Jorg a little bit about it a few weeks yeah. ago. Grounds. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think this guy is the new uh, new generation of or the new uh, Dutch guy that's coming up soon. I think he already made uh, two semis at World Cups. Oh wow! Um, he was leading the junior men's final, and then he blew up in last turn. Um, but yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, strong guy, really explosive, uh, good skills, uh, good work ethic. Um, yeah, I think he's one of the guys that is uh, stepping it up soon. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, Tuan's lunches are ready, so I'm going to let you <laughs> let you eat. But thanks for chatting, and uh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks. 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 See ya.